0: Number 19 of the Mary Frances Storybook Tiny Has More Adventures This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org Recorded by Alan Lawley Part 1 It seems to me, said the little lady, a few days after the fire, that it would be nice for you to start in school, Tiny dear. I met Miss Spectacles yesterday, and she asked me whether I was not going to send you soon. I don't want the drone officer to inquire into the case, she explained. Oh, nothing could please me better, exclaimed Tiny. I love you dearly but it would just be splendid to know some children Martin and the little lady took Tiny in the automobile to the schoolhouse which was the most delightful school building Tiny could imagine It stood on the centre of a green lawn All kinds of swings and games were arranged in the playgrounds The little lady introduced Tiny to a teacher I am glad to have had so brave a child under my care, smiled Mrs. Spectacles, for I have heard all about Tiny and the fire. Tiny blushed and stood on one foot. It didn't seem very brave to me, she said, but I am glad you think you are like me. After the little lady had gone, the teacher showed Tiny to a desk and gave her lesson books. Tiny studied the lessons well and when recess time came, was quite ready for play. The children stared at her a good deal, for no doubt they too had heard about the fire, and many had seen her on her pony. But she was so friendly in her manner that the girls soon overcame their shyness and began to talk with her. There was one particularly pretty girl who was especially nice to Tiny. and gave her half her apple to eat, There was another little girl whose mother combed her hair in one braid at the back of her head Just as she started to talk with Tiny, one of the boys came along and pulled the little girl's hair Hello Piggy, he said Hello Piggy, Piggy, Wiggy, Piggy, Wiggy Oh dear, said the little girl I do wish they wouldn't call me names For shame Tiny called to the boy It is dreadfully rude for you to call names. I won't like you one bit if you call names. Ha ha! laughed the boy. I don't care. Piggy Wiggy. Where's a pigtail? Never mind, dear, said Tiny. I believe I can make him stop. Then the bell rang. After school, Tiny went to the boy. Listen, she said. What will it take to stop calling names? What'll it take? repeated the boy. Yes, said Tiny. Will you promise to stop if I give you ten cents? Nope, said the boy. It's too much fun. Will you take a quarter? Nope. Well, said Tiny, that's all I have. I spend all the rest of my money for ice cream and cake. Say, said the boy, are you offering for honest? Certainly, said Tiny. "'Well, then, I'll take a ride on your pony to stop. "'How about that?' "'Oh,' began Tiny, "'I'll always call her Piggy if you don't,' said the boy. "'How far?' asked Tiny. "'Far as I want to go,' answered the boy. "'I'll let you know tomorrow,' said Tiny, "'for that was the last thing she wanted to pay, "'and she was worried.' "'I'm afraid school doesn't agree with our tiny,' said the little lady to Martin that evening. "'She is so quiet.' "'Tiny, who was playing the pretty white piano, turned. "'I was thinking, dear lady,' she said, and she told of Piggy Wiggy. "'Hump,' said Martin. "'That's easy. "'Let me know who that fellow is, and I'll stop him.' "'Can't you manage better than that, son?' asked his mother. Why not let the boy ride Trot when you and Tiny are nearby in the car and can see that he is treated right? That's a splendid idea, cried Tiny, kissing the little lady. Will you, Martin? I know the boy is just crazy to ride the pony. So a plan was agreed upon, and the boy did have a ride on Love Trot, and he did stop calling the little girl names. And Tiny had the joy of knowing she had made two people happy. Part 2 Tiny, said the little lady after school the next day, Do you want to run over to the grocery shop and get some sugar for the pudding? Indeed I do, laughed Tiny. There's nothing I like better than pudding, you know. The groceryman was very pleasant and Tiny noticed he gave her extra good weight. "'Shall I send it home for you, miss?' he asked as his grocery wagon drove up. "'No, thank you,' said Tiny. "'I'll carry it,' and the wagon drove on. "'As Tiny reached the corner, she saw a baby toddling across the street. "'I wonder that baby's mother let to go out alone,' thought Tiny. "'Just at that minute, the grocer's horse and wagon dashed around the corner.' Tiny saw in a moment what would happen if someone didn't run to the baby, so dropping her bag of sugar, which burst open and spread all over the ground, she ran as fast as she could and was just in the nick of time to drag the baby out of the way of the wagon. Bless me, bless me, panted the policeman running up. I heard it as fat as I could. If it hadn't have been for this little girl, he continued to the baby's mother, who was now crying. That baby would why it's the little girl that ran away how do you do I didn't run away sobbed Tiny I didn't well well said the policeman I guess we can begin to forget it by this time after the fire warning and this but Tiny was hurrying away to the store to get more sugar I do hope they won't worry at home she thought That's the girl, said the grocer's boy as Tanya went into the store. She was just in time. He had been telling about the near accident. The grocer couldn't thank Tanya enough for saving the baby's life, and he asked her to ride in the grocery wagon so that she would get home sooner. I was so afraid you would worry, dear lady, she said as she told the story, and I spilled all the sugar, every bit. "'Oh, my dear, I am so thankful you were not hurt,' said the little lady. "'That I would give a hundred bags of sugar, you dear, brave little heroine,' as she took her on her lap. "'My mother,' began Tiny, "'with something like you and—' "'Hush, dear,' said the little lady, smoothing her hair. "'You like to go to school, don't you?' "'She asked to change the subject. "'My—' I never enjoyed school so much in all my life, said Tiny. Oh, you used to go? Of course, didn't you? Always, said Tiny. My father was... And her voice began to sound full of tears. Strange, said the little lady to herself. Very strange why she ran away. Maybe we'll find out some day. I'll inquire again if the police have found out anything more about her. Part 3 The next morning, Tiny took her piggy bank from the mantel and began to count her money. Wasn't your mother dear to give me all this spending money, Martin? said Tiny to Martin as he came into the room. I do wonder how much there is. Won't you please help me count it? Seven dollars and eighteen cents, counted Martin, laying down the last coin. My, that's a lot of money, Tiny. What are you going to do with it? Oh, Martin, don't tell, please. It must be a secret. I do want it to be a surprise. Wild horses couldn't drag it out, me, said Martin. But what's the secret? Why, Saturday is your mother's birthday, and I'm going to buy her a present. Grand, what would you buy? he asked. I really don't know, said Tiny. But I'm going shopping this afternoon after school And I've had permission to get out early Because I told Miss Spectacles about the surprise Wasn't that kind of her, said Martin People are often kinder than they seem, said Tiny Just as she put the bank in its place on the mantel Mrs. Bountiful came in Why dear, said she What a sailing little girl you are I haven't given you any money in a long time. Here is a dollar. Oh, thank you, said Tiny. But you have been so good to me. I don't like. Never mind, dear, said the little lady. Come, it's time to go to school. I'll be ready in a minute, as soon as I get my books. Here is a banana for recess, said Mrs. Bountiful following her and kissing her good-bye on her way out as tiny passed the mantel she quickly slipped her bank into her school bag good-bye all said she she could scarcely wait for the time to come for her to go shopping and it seemed almost a week until mrs spectacles nodded her head that she might be dismissed on her way to the store she would put her hand in her school bag every once in a while To see if the bank was safe She had been to the Globe department store With Mrs. Plunker more than once What shall I buy, she thought Just then she noticed a cute little china cat She picked it up That's certainly cute, she thought But not very useful So she put it down and picked up a little stuffed dog Neither is that, she concluded and put it down Do you wish anything? asked the saleslady politely No, thank you, replied Tiny She picked up several funny little items and was so much interested that she did not notice that anyone was near until she heard a voice A man's voice, speaking to the saleslady in an undertone I've been watching that child for some time, Miss Salem Please keep an eye on her Oh, I don't think she's taken anything, Mr. Knockham, replied the girl. Tiny looked around. No one was in sight except the pretty sales lady and a tall, haughty-looking man. I wonder who they mean, thought Tiny. Oh, they must mean me, because I touched those things. And she burst into tears. I never stole anything in my life, not a single thing, ever she sobbed i'm mrs bountiful's little girl mercy exclaimed miss Selim. pardon me miss begged the floor walker for that was who mr knockam was and right scared he was too for mrs bountiful was one of their best customers i didn't mean any harm can i be of assistance to you why sir said tiny drying her eyes. It's all right. I shouldn't have touched anything. I know, but... I'm trying to select a present for Mrs. Bountiful's birthday. It comes Saturday, you see. Oh, that's it. That's it, is it? Asked a new voice. It was so kind and full of joy that Tiny knew she'd like its owner before she looked up at the kindly bald-headed gentleman who had joined them leave the little miss to me mr Nockham," he said oh certainly mr storham certainly sir said the floor-walker well my dear said the stout gentleman i believe i can help you i know mrs bountiful quite well the other day she was in the store inquiring for vanity handbags kind all filled with golden powder boxes and mirrors and coin holders asked Tiny eagerly yes smiled Mr. Storm and here they are at this counter miss Prettyman will you show those bags to miss my name is Tiny sir said the little girl much pleased with the lady who bought several bags for her to see how much is this she asked selecting a charming violet one lined with dainty flowered silk. Five dollars, said Miss Prettyman. I've sold bags for years, but I never saw so lovely a one at that price. I'll take that, please, said Tiny, reaching into a school bag for her bank. Oh dear, she cried. How am I going to get the money out of my pig? You should have heard Mr. Storham laugh Well, well, he said I guess I'll have to help you So he helped Tiny fish out the five dollars Just then, someone caught him away I'll be back in a few minutes, Miss Tiny, he said When the cash girl returned with the parcel The sales lady handed it over to Tiny Just as if she were grown up Gee, exclaimed the cash girl, ain't she swell, Miss Prettyman, with the owner of the store escorting her around? Is he? Does he own this store? asked Tiny, wide-eyed. Yes, Miss Tiny, said Miss Prettyman. Just at that moment, Mr. Storm returned. Is there anything else, Miss Tiny? Oh, I don't like to trouble you, sir, began Tiny. Tut, tut. "'Don't mention it, little one,' said he. "'The gentleman who just called me told me you are the little girl "'who warned the people about the fire and saved the baby's life. "'It is an honour to do anything to help you.' "'Tiny blushed. "'Thank you. "'Well, if it isn't too much trouble, "'please show me where I can get some beads "'to make a necklace for Mrs. Bountiful.' "'Certainly, certainly!' Said Mr. Storham Right this way Tiny selected some beautiful beads And Mr. Storham helped her again In getting the money from her bank Mrs. Bountiful will love the necklace If I make it, she said She told me it is the kindness and the thought More than the costliness of a gift that counts My own mother always Your own mother, exclaimed Mr. Storham Your own? Isn't Mrs. Bountiful your mother? Why, no, sir, exclaimed Tiny. I read it in the Tiny Town News. I read about a little girl who ran away, interrupted Mr. Storm. I didn't, said Tiny. I didn't run away. But nobody believes me. I do, dear, smiled the big man. I do. And Tiny loved him for it. Goodbye, she said and thank you, thank you more than I can tell you." It was rather late when she reached Rose Cottage, but the little lady had been called out to see a sick neighbour, so she was able to hide her gifts away. Finally, Saturday came. Tiny wrapped her gifts in tissue paper and tied them with blue ribbon and laid them on the breakfast table at Mrs. Bountiful's place. The little lady was delighted. She opened the bag and took out the purse and the powder box and examined them and looked at herself in the mirror. Oh, you made the necklace yourself. Isn't it lovely, my dear? She sighed. You are just such a darling, loving, thoughtful little girl as I always dreamed of for my own daughter. Put on your finery, mother, said Martin, handing her the bag and throwing the necklace over her head my present exclaimed martin is in my room and excusing himself he brought a pretty hand-held tea-table i made it for you myself mother was there ever such a happy old lady as i cried mrs bountiful putting her arms around both the children was there ever one who gave other people so much happiness asked tiny Part 4 I wish I could tell Mother about everything, thought Tiny as she walked along the road to school. My, what perfectly lovely times I have had. And how dear the little lady is. But I do miss Mother. How frightened she must be. A tear dropped from her eye. I won't cry though, she thought. Mother surely will find me. I know she's looking everywhere. Just then, she noticed a tiny little bird in the branches of the tree overhead. "'Wick, wick!' he sang. "'Oh, you pretty little thing!' cried Tiny. The bird flew to a low bush, Tiny following. On and on they went, until Tiny was surprised to find herself at the end of the town. "'Why, I'm almost lost again,' she thought. I'd better turn back. Wig-wig sang the bird as he alighted on a tree just outside the town. To Tiny's amazement he was no longer a little bird but the same big golden-winged woodpecker that had followed her into the forest when she left home. She was just about to run after him when a shadow fell across the roadway and she looked up mother she cried oh mother for the shadow was that of her mother who had gone out into the woods to look for her she stretched out her tiny little arms but she was so very small her mother didn't see her oh mother here i am she cried running toward her she stepped off the edge of tiny town and in a second she was her own self again as big as ever. How she laughed and cried and hugged and kissed her mother. Then she told all about Tiny Town, just as I've told you, and showed her the lovely little rose cottage, the town hall, the schoolhouse, the church, the fire engine house, and the shops. Mother, they were all so perfectly dear to me, I hate to leave them, she said why tiny girl laughed her mother we can visit tiny town again now we know where it is then you can always keep your friends yes and i can explain to them mother dear how they were mistaken and i didn't run away but when tiny and her mother came to look for it a few days later tiny town was gone the story people had taken it for their own. "'What a sweet story!' exclaimed Mary Frances, when the story lady finished. "'Yes, it is a sweet story,' she returned. "'And we were so glad to get it, and the town too. "'It shows our children how the children of other countries live.' "'Aren't you tired after telling so many stories?' asked Mary Frances.' Oh no, I never grow tired of hearing and telling stories, but i like to hear you talk. Won't you tell me something from your country? Yes, let me see. All I can think of is a little poem about a robin and a buttercup. Do let me hear it. So she recited. Down in the field one day in June, The flowers all bloomed together, save one who tried to hide herself, and drooped that pleasant weather. A robin who had flown too high, and felt a little lazy, was resting near a buttercup. Who wished she were a daisy? For daisies grow so trig and tall, she always had a passion, for wearing frills around her neck, in just the daisy's fashion. And buttercups must always be the same old tiresome color, while daisies dress in gold and white, although their gold is duller. Dear Robin, said the sad young flower, perhaps you'd not mind trying to find a nice white frill for me some day when you are flying. You silly thing, the robin said, I think you must be crazy. I'd rather be my honest self than any made-up daisy You're nicer in your own bright gown The little children love you Be the best buttercup you can And think no flower above you Those swallows leave me out of sight We'd better keep our places Perhaps the wood would go all wrong With one too many daisies Look bravely up into the sky and be content with knowing that God wished for a buttercup just here where you are growing. Oh, thank you, said the story lady. I like that. You must write it down for me. Tomorrow you shall have a lot of stories. End of number 19 Recorded by Alan Lawley.